0: Who in the world is left when it comes to getting transfer additions for the Gophers basketball team? How can we get more additions in this new transfer space? You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden Gophers. However it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Now, today we're talking a whole lot of Gophers hoops, and it's been a minute since we've done that. So we're talking some Gophers men's hoops, talking the transfer portal, and we've got to get into the nitty gritty details. So be sure to follow wherever you get the podcast at Locked On Golden Gophers. You can find them on any audio platform, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pods, you name it, and be sure to head on over to the YouTube channel. Hit subscribe while you're there so you don't miss out on any of the Gophers goodness that happens each and every day of the week. Now, we're talking Gophers Hoops, we're talking this transfer portal, which is absolutely wild. It is hard to really grasp how difficult it is to get players to come and play for you when you are a struggling program like the Gophers have been these past two seasons, even being a high major school at the Big 10 Conference. Now, is the Gophers transfer opportunities drying up? It kind of feels that way, doesn't it? It feels like All the top options that the Gophers are going after just aren't coming this way. The players that you've heard about that the Gophers have been in on, they're not committing to the Gophers and they're committing elsewhere. Now, the most recent options that were visiting the Gophers, and that is most likely the best signal of, oh, we have a chance here, is if they actually come to visit. Now, two options visited this past weekend, uh, May or not May, it's not May yet, April 22nd. Uh, We had Darius Brown II from Montana State and Charles Pride from Bryant. Now, both could play big roles for the Gophers, but I think it was far from a guarantee that both, yet alone even one of them, were going to officially land here. And right as I was writing these notes, right as I was kind of prepping for this show, there it is. First things first. Darius Brown the second ended up choosing Utah State to commit to over the Gophers over a high major school going to the Mountain West. That tells you how difficult it has been for Ben Johnson and co to get players to come and want to be a part of this right now and it kind of stings a little bit as the fans you want to get excited you want to jump all in but what are we looking at? What are we looking for? What are we going to do? So we're going to dive in today. We're going to talk about Charles Pride, who was the other one of those players. We're going to talk about how can players want to play for a program like the Gophers. And then we're going to wrap this show up talking about potential players that could maybe still be on the radar or what is it going to look like if we can't land other players with the golden gophers so let's talk about charles pride let's move into that player who was here on that visit on april 22nd now charles pride is a 6-4 senior he would likely be playing a wing position could play the two could play the three for the gophers averaged 14.6 points per game, 6.1 rebounds, and 2.4 assists while shooting 45% from the floor. Now, that is a good clip to be shooting it at, but the most impressive stat in there that the Gophers could use is that rebounding, that 6.1 rebounds per game. Getting that from a guy who's playing your two or your three position could be very valuable, especially since Dawson Garcia, Pharrell Payne, they get the boards down, uh, but You know, Jameson Battle saw a dip in his rebounding last year. Jaden Henley did some important rebounding for this team last year. Carrington had some moments of rebounds. But the Gophers need to clean up on the boards in the Big Ten landscape. And having a guy like Charles Pride who could play the two or the three and still get you a good clip of those rebounds would be huge for the Gophers. And on top of that, he shot 37% from deep, so a nice shooting stroke from outside as well. Now, he can be a spotty scorer. He's not a guy that's going to always get you that, 13, 15, 20 points a game, sometimes he's going to have single digit scoring games. Last year, I believe he had one game where he didn't score a single point in the 28 minutes he played. So like I said, it can be spotty. There's many nights where he'll have seven to nine points, and then there's some nights where he's going to have 20 plus points. So it's still something that Gophers could absolutely use. Now in 22, 23, so last season, he had six games, six games with 20 plus points. He had 16 games with between 11 and 19 points and then he had 10 or less or he had seven games excuse me with 10 or less points so kind of that wide variety like I said it's kind of a roller coaster ride it can be an absolute roller coaster so that said I think he would likely be looked at with the current roster in the situation and not knowing exactly what we'll get from Cam Christie or Caden Betts who could have high upside of scorers But not knowing that and heading into it, he would likely be the number two or maybe number three shooting option on the floor for the Gophers. Number one, obviously, would be Dawson Garcia. He's going to be the number one option regardless of who comes in for this Gophers team. But then at the number two option, you're looking at maybe a Pharrell Payne inside working it. We saw a lot of post-to-post action last year between Dawson Garcia and Pharrell Payne. One of them would play at the top of the key. One of them would play in the box, but they're able to kind of get um, a mini triangle at times. Not not by any means or any stretch of a consistency, but being able to work it from the top of the key to the post to the block between those two in both of them can do it. It's not just Dawson Garcia's outside and Pharrell Payne is down on the blocks. They were able to have that fluidity, which was very nice for the Gophers. So overall, I think Payne could be a number two scoring option, but if he wasn't, I think pride could step in and be that number two scoring option. If need be beyond that, I think you're looking at guys like Caden Betts, who I think is going to be an absolute dude in due time. Now, maybe it won't happen right away in his first action, But I think over time with the Gophers, he's going to be a major scorer for them. Uh, Cam Christie could also be that type of role. Joshua Joseph could be more of a scorer, take on more of a scoring presence with Jameson Battle, uh, Talon Cooper out of town. So I think that overall, there's a lot of different options that could be at the number three. Like I said, Betts, Christie, J.O.J., and even Mitchell, who was the transfer addition that we've had uh, that will likely start for the Gophers in this upcoming season. But all of those guys are maybe your tertiary, tertiary scorers, your third scorer on the team that doesn't have to be the guy, but can get you 10 some nights, can get you 15 some nights, and try to sit right around that eight points per game. I think that is what those guys will maybe play in next year and if they get more than that if they can score at a higher clip than that if they can be more consistent than that that is exactly what you need in this young and struggling program so if they can step up and be higher scores contribute more in that department it only helps the gophers cause so all eyes are turning towards charles pride as we hope that he will come this way and go to dinky town but we're going to discuss how in the world Can you get guys to stay in a program in this college hoop space? How can you get guys to want to come to your program in this current atmosphere with the transfer portal? Plus, I'm going to dive into three names that I think people in Minnesota should be keeping an eye on. I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. Let's go. Let's get two out of these three guys. Make it happen. Please. We're going to dive into that coming up next. First, a word from our friends over at Built Bar. It's that good protein bar packed with 17 grams of protein and most importantly, covered in 100% real chocolate. They just dropped a peanut butter flavor, which I know was a huge request, huge uh, ask by the loyal Built Bar Eaters. And so it's time, it's there, and it's time to go get your hands on it now over at Built.com. And while you're there, you can get 15% off by using promo code LOCKEDON15. That's LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your order over at Built.com. Or you can head to the pharmacy section over at Walmart and Sam's Club to try it there, see if you like it, and then head on over to Built.com. But definitely give it a try. It is 100% real chocolate, Tastes good, and it's good for you. I can speak to it for a fact. Built Bars are my jam, and I hope you like them, too. Check them out at build.com. All right, Gophers fans, thank you so much for listening to Locked Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. Now, we've been talking a whole lot of football this past week. But Today, we're talking a little bit of hoops. The draft is in full swing. No Gophers went in the first round, but I think we're absolutely going to hear John Michael Schmidt's name called on day two and hopefully some others on day two or three as well for the Golden Gophers. We'll talk about it next week on the show, so be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of that content. And Shout out to the everydayers. You caught our show with John Vogle where we talked about each and every one of these draft potential draft prospects what they could do what could be some good fits for them so if you don't want to miss out on any of that content and if you want to check shows where we'll have Daniel house on hoping to have Ryan burns on the show and other players I've gotten some requests for. Christian Hoskins, Elijah Spencer, and a few other players. I'm in the works. We're going to make it happen. So be sure to hit subscribe, become an everydayer so you don't miss out on any of these gopher shows moving forward. So let's get back to the basketball. Let's talk about how in the world you can get players to stay because we're talking about Hunter Dickinson hit the transfer portal. Max Abmus who was from Oral Roberts, who was an absolute scoring threat for them, brought them to two tournaments, got them to a sweet 16, averaged 22 points a game, 16th all-time in made threes, and he hit the portal. Now, he recently committed to Texas. That's a big ad for them. Khalil Ware moved from Oregon. He's coming to the Big Ten, I'm pretty sure. L.J. Cryer, Tremont Mark. Ryan Nemhard, Kerr Creasa, Tyler Perry, Caleb Love. Those are just the top guys that hit the portal. And if you've followed basketball or college basketball in any capacity, I guarantee you've heard at least two or three of those names that I just listed off. And they all hit the portal, not staying with their teams. So if the big programs, if the ones that are getting some winning or getting to tournaments or getting to the Sweet 16, like I said, are getting it done and they can't hold these guys and can't keep them in, how are the Gophers supposed to do it? What is the selling point? How do you get someone to commit to Dinky Town and stay here in Minnesota and want to continue to be a part of the Gophers basketball team, program, squad, you name it? How do you make it happen? I think you got to get in there and you got to start to ask yourself, what is more important? Is it a player's coach that they believe in? Is it the top-notch, highest coach? coolest facilities with these decked out locker rooms and all that so that way the players feel like they're rock stars and they're already at almost a pro level is it playing time is it competition is it nil is it winning history recently how what's the priorities how do you stack that up and how do you make it the right fit for for students student athletes how do you Find the right combination to get guys to want to not only come here, not trans, not only transfer in here, but want to stay further. I think it's a true juggling act with all of those things: with the the coaching, with the facilities, with the playing time, with NIL, with competition, with what have you done for me lately? And right now, the Gophers haven't had that success lately. They've been the bottom of the conference in back-to-back seasons. So clearly, that's out. Now, you've got NIL, and that is a huge thing, especially in the basketball space right now. And I feel like the gophers are trying to get more acclimated. They're trying to get ahead of it. They officially have partnered with Dinky Town athletes. So if you want to be a part of that and helping these gopher athletes and helping the collective hopefully bring in more big name basketball players to want to be a part of this and have the same level of opportunity to make some sort of income like some of these other schools, and now it's time to get involved in that. Go check out Dinky Town Athletes on their website, on socials. You'll find them there. But NIL is definitely a reason that might be holding the Gophers back right now. It's not playing in our favors, but they're looking to address that. So hopefully that improves as the time goes. Now, competition, you're in one of the best conferences in the entire nation. So you're going to have a high-level competition. You're going to have televised games. But that's where you start to hone in on playing time, facilities, and a coach they believe in. Now, every time I've talked to a player with this Gophers basketball team, even though the fans might not believe it, even though I might have some skepticism at times myself, There are moments that, like the Ohio State game last year, where we got to have a mic'd up version of Ben Johnson to see what he is actually doing on game day, what he is actually saying on game day, how he is coaching, how he's breaking things down, what he's saying in the locker room at halftime after the games to get a full behind the scenes look at what it is like to be coached by Ben Johnson. Well, that got me a little bit more jacked, a little bit more excited, a little bit more understanding of how these players are so bought in and why the culture itself seems like it was at least growing and it could still be at least growing. We talked to Caden Betts about a month ago now on the show. And if you haven't checked that out, I will link it at the end of this one. So you can, but we talked to him, we had him on the show and he talked about, he absolutely loves the culture there. He is ready to ride with these guys. He's so close with them. He loves being coached by coach Ben Johnson. So it seems like once they're in, especially these younger guys, they're ready to be in and buy in and be a part of it and have the opportunities. And that's where you start to look at what opportunities are on the floor, what is being promised and what is being actually given what is being earned it's it's there's so many things that play into it all but i think right now the biggest things that are going to play in the gophers favor when it comes to immediate transfers for this season solely looking at this year it has to be playing time the level of competition and creating a good relationship with the head coach and said player in the short windows that we have Those are the three things you have to hang your hat on in order to get a player to want to commit here, be a part of here. And then when they are here, it can't just go out the window. It can't just change. It has to be a brotherhood. It has to be something that you build upon for a player to want to continue to be here. So it's promising when I hear guys like Caden Beth say, look, I am so tight with some of these guys. It's so much fun to be a part of this. I love these dudes. Like we ha- We're growing so close. The chemistry is so tight. That is encouraging to hear. But as new players come in, you want that to continue to swarm them, bring them in, bring them into that closer, close-knit group. So that way they want to continue to be a part of it as well. So overall, I think hitting on transfers is huge in this landscape. You have to hit. On the transfers you have to find the right guys and many of the transfers that we are typically seeing are low major guys looking to get into a major opportunity into a high major get in some nationally televised games but not only that get to play get to play significant minutes now the gophers can offer that for a lot of these guys so hopefully they can start to sell that a little bit and they they have to look past you know what these last 2 years were a struggle. The record doesn't look pretty. We're not we're not going to try to put that past you. It's not easy to hide. But what we are looking to do is change the narrative. What we are looking to do is break the cycle. What we are looking to do is get back to the mountaintop. And we can't do that without you. That is how you have to start to sell these things. And you know what? The NIL is gonna come. You tell them about the process that is starting to build up. You tell them about the opportunities and what you can do now, but what you hope to do moving forward. I think all of that, on top of feeling the love from both the coaches and the fans, the fans got to be in there showing love on the socials, showing excitement, showing ready to ready to come and watch them. It can't be, oh well. I'll see you next year in the portal. Oh, good luck. Oh, well, he'll be here for a year and then he'll be gone. I mean, the more and more you say that, the more and more these players are like, man, it's tough to feel the love around here. It doesn't feel like fans are really excited about us and the Gophers. And maybe you have skepticism. Maybe you aren't most excited right now. But at least finding a way to look towards the future and what could be a bright spot helps for the players. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you got to lie. I'm not saying that you have to think this team is going to be a big 10 tournament winner next year. But what I am saying is just welcoming new players goes a long way. That's where we'll leave that. But I think especially Feeling the love from the coaches, from the fans, and all of that. It is huge when you're talking about a player that could have two ish years left or more of eligibility because you don't want to have them come for a year, finish out their schooling for their undergrad degree, hit their graduate uh, or basically graduate and then hit as a grad transfer and go leave for another school one year later. You want to be able to finish their careers and want them to be a part of it. So that is huge. And so Who could some players be that Minnesota is eyeing looking for? We've talked about Charles Pride. He's kind of what everybody's got their eyes set on as far as please come this way. But who are some other players? Because we need more than one. We've got multiple scholarships left open. So who are three players that I am absolutely shouting from the rooftops for the Gophers to just go all in and get one of these guys? That's how we're going to close this one up coming up next. All right. We're talking about it. Three players that I want the Gophers to just absolutely blitz in the portal. Show them the love. Show them you want them here. Show them that they can be the face of the program with Dawson Garcia. Go all out on these guys. I'm just screaming it from the rooftops right now. But the things that you're looking for in transfers is do they have any regional, regional connections? Have they previously been recruited by the staff? Are they players who have been in the portal for a long time now because maybe they don't have as many serious offers out there from the bigger top prospects right now? And then finally, you're looking for shots in the dark. You're looking for high upside plays that, you know what, if we take the opportunity and we hit, then hopefully they will be huge players for us, players that play significant minutes, players that people are looking specifically at the Gophers because of said player but those players hold high risk because if they aren't up to speed, if they aren't able to play at that quick level at the big 10 conference level, then they also could end up not playing very many minutes for you. So you got to sometimes take a swing when you're down in the dumps, when you're down at the bottom right now, you take a swing on some high upside and you hope it pans out. So the three players that I am most looking forward to, hopefully the Gophers going a lot on are uh, Davon Smith, of Georgia Tech. Now, Davon Smith, uh, for a moment, he was ranked as the second in the entire ACC conference when it came to assist to turnover ratio. He takes care of the ball. He has immense court vision, has a heck of a bounce, is absolutely an athlete, and he is a great complement to Dawson Garcia. I think overall, he's more of like a, a slashing wing or a combo guard wing that's more of a slasher. He's got major athleticism, Uh, He had some injury woes over the last year, but he averaged eight points a game, 3.7 assists per game, and 5.6 rebounds per game as a guard. And I'm not going to hold you. He's not a three-point shooter, so he could be a great guard off the bench, or he could maybe play the one with Mitchell kicking out to the two at times, depending on how their game flows together. But I like Davon Davon Smith a lot. The next player that I've been watching in the portal – for quite some time now is Nate Calmes from Lamar. He was a freshman last year. He he can play the one or the two guard, solid handle, 37% from deep, and he is one of the highest scoring freshmen in the entire country last year, averaged 17.6 points per game, and he could complement Mitchell's play style. I think he could be the number two scorer on the team, Across from Garcia, Garcia one. Uh, Kelme says two. I think Mitchell would be a perfect distributor with playing with both of those guys on the court. He has multiple years of eligibility left. And if I had to pick one player that I just hope and pray the Gophers could get, it would be Nate Kelmis. And then the third player, that I am hoping the Gophers go all in on is Damar Langford Jr. from Boston College. He has a ton of starting opportunity that he has played, a ton of starting experience that he's had with Boston College. He's shown flashes at the high major level. Now, he's dealt with some injuries, so that that could be why he's maybe not getting a ton of looks in the portal but I think he could bounce back strong and you're hoping you've seen him do it at the high major level. So if you take a risk, you take the chance and then he comes in and he bounces back strong. That's the exact high upside that you're looking for. And so I think he could be a great addition and he's been in the portal for quite some time now. So I think it could definitely play to the Gophers favor. Those are the three players I'm really looking at. Again, that's Davon Smith of Georgia tech, Nate Calmes from Lamar and DeMar Langford from Boston college. Now with some Twitter sleuthing out there, you'll love to know that Coach Kemp follows both Cal Meese and Langford on Twitter. Coach Johnson follows Damar Langford and Devon S- Smith on Twitter and Coach Jenkins follows Davon Smith as well. So there is some, at least maybe communication or connection with some of the players and the gopher staff. And that is definitely a positive towards anything being any sort of possibility. But If we're being 100% realistic and we're like, you know what, we're not able to get anybody in the portal or we get uh, Charles Pride and that's the only final addition that we can get, then I think you got to start to look at what is this next year going to look like. Now, any players beyond Pride might be more of a rotational player additions unless we can swing for the fences on those three guys we were talking about. But if not, if we only can bring in some other players, then they're probably going to be more rotational pieces. So at this point, Ben Johnson and his staff are really going to have to live and go fully into being a life program and being a program that guys, they go for high schoolers, they try to build them up, progress them, develop them, and have them want to be here for their whole careers. Now, that's a tough thing to do in this transfer portal. It's a tough thing to do with the NIL space, but that's what they're going to have to hang their hat on, especially this upcoming season, if they can't find a way to get it done in the portal. Now, we already know that Mike Mitchell Jr. is going to play a ton. He's going to start for the team probably. Pharrell Payne is going to play a ton and likely start. Garcia is going to play a ton and likely start. You've got three starters kind of locked in there already. That leaves two starting roles, one of which I believe Charles Pride would fill if he makes the commitment to the Gophers. So then that leaves you with one starter if Pride is here. And we already know Coach Johnson doesn't really go deep into his bench when it comes to rotation play. You're talking probably eight players in the rotation, maybe nine players. But that means you're either looking for one starter in about three to four bench players if pride commits, or you're looking for two starters and four bench players if he doesn't. Now, again, if he doesn't, you're probably only going to be able to find maybe a lower level player, a lower, maybe D2 FCS type player, FCS, low major type player that wasn't even seeing a ton of opportunity at the low majors that's in the portal and you're trying to hone in on a specific skill set, just solely a three-point shooter, just solely a defensive lockdown, just solely a guy who's going to get you some boards, but maybe not more of that all-around type player. Now, if that happens, I think you're going to see a lot more of we're focusing on the guys we have here. Now, that might be tough, and that might not spark a lot of inspiration, a lot of hope for next season, but we do have guys on this team that can grow and step into larger roles, but you got to see the growth. We're talking Joshua Joseph, Braden Carrington, Cam Christie, Caden Betts, Isaiah Enan, and Parker Fox. That's six players right there, plus the three that we already named as locked-in starters. That's your rotation of nine. If you don't bring in anybody else, that is your rotation of nine. You're probably going to struggle a little bit on the boards. Uh, you're probably going to Potentially struggle in scoring because the only person who has really showed they can be a consistent scorer night in, night out is Garcia and maybe Mike Mitchell. You know, It leaves you with the exact number that you're talking about. And then you've got Jack Wilson, the transfer from Washington State, who comes in, who will be a bench big, who will be a cleanup guy in case Pharrell Payne gets in foul trouble, in case Dawson Garcia gets into foul trouble, in case there's any injuries. That's when you'll probably see minutes from Jack Wilson. But I don't think he's a player who you expect major minutes from, if we're being honest. So, you know, it doesn't leave a lot of immediate upside or hope to make a major leap but it does force you to truly develop your players. Now, I'm a big fan of Caden Betts' game. I truly think he's going to eventually end up a major player for Minnesota. Josh Olitz-Joseph, in my eyes, is a perfect six-man, and I think he's a great slasher. If he gets more comfortable with his jump shot, he could be a perfect guy to come off the bench, be an energizer, be a guy that works on defense, be a guy that slashes to the hole, physical, aggressive, dunks the ball, you name it. I think he would be a perfect six men on the team. And I'm excited to see what happens with Cam Christie. Lots of opportunity there. He can create his shot on his own at the high school level. Can he translate that to the big 10? Those are the huge things, but you know, that is the current landscape at the moment with the Minnesota golden gophers. It's tough to buy in on the message of hope solely for player growth, but it may be the only option that we have soon, whether we like it or not. So, we'll see what happens. I'll stay tapped in. I'll keep you loaded and knowing in the know here at Lockdown Golden Gophers. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these shows. And I thank you for listening. That's going to do it for us today. We'll see you on Monday where we're going to talk some NFL draft picks that came from the Golden Gophers. See you then. This is Kane Rob signing off.